Hey friend, we're Lisa Lord and Sarah Jacobson, and this is the Christian Business Breakdown, a podcast for faith-led business owners to start, build, and scale their business, all without second-guessing their every move. We're former teachers turned business owners who finally broke down and let go of trying to run our businesses the way everyone said we should. If you're ready to become the expert in your business and stop trying to do all the things, we've got you covered. You can start with Sarah or level up with Lisa, all right here on this one podcast. It's time to set aside your never-ending to-do list, pop in your earbuds, take a deep breath, and join us each week. We equip you with the tools and skills you need to be an empowered CEO, discerning the best strategies to maximize impact and income for your unique business. And we even have a little fun along the way. We love practical business strategies, Jesus, and keeping it real. It's time to break it down. I don't know about you, Lisa, but I love the summer. It is my favorite season. I love the warmth. I love the sun. I've been loving being in the water and just spending time with my family. I love that it's a different season of pace. We're not as crazy as we are during the school year. And I just love the summer. Well, I love the fall. So we're oh. coming into my season. Okay, we're so I'm pretty yours. excited for though it's okay. coming up. But yeah. I know that summer is starting to wind down. We don't really want to do that. But at some point, we have to start transitioning into the fall, which is Lisa's favorite season, and get back into the rhythm of school, get back into rhythm of sports and other activities. I feel like work kind of winds up again in the fall. And so we are transitioning into that new season. And we want to mark that transition well. I think that we have to take some time to be purposeful about moving from one season into the next to celebrate the fun that we've been having and like spending time with our kids and the memories that we've made and, you know, maybe vacations we've taken. But it's also that in between where we really want to be present in these moments, because maybe this is a season of transition for you in that you've got a kindergartner going to school for the first time, or maybe you have a college student that you're about to launch off into life and and bring them to college. Or maybe this is a season where you're going to start homeschooling, or there's some other big transition that's happening in the next, you know, one to two months. And so we want to mark this transition well because we can we can really get stuck in the past because we love where we were in the summer or we can get stuck in the future because we're super excited like Lisa for the cooler temperatures and the pace of the fall. And we can miss this opportunity in this transition period to really be present and also to start planning for what's to come. Because now in our businesses is a great time to gear up and meet our business goals before the end of the fourth quarter. Transitions are so hard. When you're leaving something behind, when you're starting something new, we don't know how to do it. We get we spin our wheels. There's so many things that we end up doing that it's a waste of time. And if we can get better at doing transitions, then it's so helpful for us personally and for our businesses. Because sometimes when we're all in uproar, our businesses are in uproar as well. Yeah. So how do we transition well? How do we do this? How do we make the most of these next four to six to eight weeks? How do we take advantage of this new season while also enjoying the process of moving from one thing to the next? That's what we're really going to talk about today. So we know that transitions are hard. And there's lots of different reasons why transitions are hard. I've, I've watched some people that I'm like, wow, they they take change on like a boss and they just do this so well. And for others of us, it can be a struggle. I often say what we don't name will rule and reign over our lives. And I think this is one of those opportunities where we just need to name what is hard about this transition. So I want to give you a couple of examples because my oldest son, even when he was about eight or 10 months old, he struggled 
struggled with transitions. And in our family, we have a lot of transitions because both my husband and I were in the field of education. And people don't realize that it's a really different lifestyle because you're working 10 months out of the year, which is awesome, but you're working just so much all the time. My husband was always grading papers on the weekends. He was working nights. I was working nights. There were times I was working weekends. And then all of a sudden, one day in May, boom, that comes to an end. And now all of a sudden, it's a screeching halt. And my son, even from the very beginning when he was very young, he really struggled with that, that my husband was gone the whole month of May. And then all of a sudden he was home all the time. And then in August, all of a sudden one day, he went back to work and was gone all day for 40 or 50 hours a week. And so we really struggled with that. And I think for my oldest son, it was really about the change in routine and there was real uncertainty. And until we could name that and help him process that, and like I could start preparing him ahead of time for what was happening. And even still, he's almost 15. We still do this like, okay, this is coming up. How are we going to prepare? for that? What is it going to look like? He asks a lot of questions because uncertainty is hard. And if that's what you're facing, then that transition is going to be hard. The other one, I was talking to a teacher back in June at a a graduation party and, and they were talking about the transition for them as a teacher into summer break. And they were like, I have this long list of things that I want to do, but I don't know where to start. There's this change in activities for them from going to for, to work where everything is scheduled for you to now all of a sudden <laughs> I'm scheduling everything. I have all this freedom and there's an anxiety there. And so we just need to be able to name what that is. And if this transition is about leaving something you love, like I love summer and I need to get back into work and more of a routine, or maybe you're leaving a job that you loved and you're going to something that's great, but it's still new. There is that sense of unknown and there can be sadness there that you loved what it was, but now you're going to something new. And so we have to name that transition and what's making it hard for us. Well, and even sometimes I think for teachers or I was a teacher for a while too. And during the summer, you're like, I just need a break. I deserve a break. And so you start sleeping in every day and you start staying up later. And then all of a sudden you're three quarters of the way through the summer and you haven't done anything yet. And you're like, oh my gosh, I had all these things on my list, but I just needed a break. So it's like, if you can create some routines and some, some things like that, it just helps you to stay on track a little bit more so that that you're not wasting your time. And I right. the same for me. Like when I don't have to, I do not love to get up in the morning. So when I don't have to get up to take them to school, I tend to sleep a little bit later, but I have created a routine in that I walk with some neighborhood friends. And so I'm still getting up at the same time and therefore I'm productive because one summer I did not do that and I would not start work till like 10 a.m. And it was just not, not good. <laughs> and then you feel like you've wasted all this time. And that's yes. really where we are at this point in the summer is like, okay, so maybe some of your routines have slipped away <laughs> slipped away a little bit. That's okay. We're all there. Let's name that. And now let's look forward to the next four to six weeks. And what routines do I need to be putting back into place? Right. How can I be working through this transition? Name it. One of the things that I love is that if you're doing this type of transition, especially in your business, there's just seasons in our business. It ebbs and flows and you know that you're going to have this season regularly of the summer season, then name it. So then you know, okay, starting on June 1st, put it in your calendar. I'm going into the summer silly season or whatever you want to call it. So then you just have a name for it. And it's like what I talked about in a previous episode, we go on a family retreat at the beginning of the summer. It marks our transition 
from school and craziness and soccer and all of that into the summer. We have a routine that helps us transition there. So name it, you know, have a family name for it, have a business name for it. This is the awful month of August. Maybe that's what it is. Hopefully not. Hopefully you could have a positive name, but some, some acronym. There you go. There you go. And you just name it. And in August, you know, you're always going to do these three things because it's just a a challenging month with going back to school and getting back into it and then creating those routines so that you can always fall back. You just pull it out. It's like that handy dandy file folder. I just pull it back out in August. This is what I do. I know it. I plan for it. It lessens the effect of that transition. And setting expectations. So naming it and then setting those expectations are just so helpful. Even just, you know, sometimes even it's like a holiday, like Christmas. We have this giant thing of how amazing we want Christmas to be. It's a monster. (laughs) For me, it's New Year's. I hate New Year's because I think there's this expectation where it's going to be this magical time and it's going to change over and everybody's going to kiss each other and it's just going to be so amazing. And it's awful. And everybody's tired and cranky and you could barely make it. And you're like, oh my gosh, what is on the rocking New Year's Eve this year? It's so weird. And, And so now that I'm like, you know what? I'm, I have zero expectations because I, I know I hate it. And so I'm like, we're just going to have fun and whatever happens, happens. And it, so setting those expectations ahead of time, it just helps make the transition easier, even from year to year, (laughs) New Year's Eve. That's so good. Having those expectations, naming what, what the transition is, how hard it is, planning for it, and then setting really realistic expectations for it. And another way that you can do this is to be aware of how you respond to transitions. Mm-hmm. If you know that you love them and can embrace them, then great, take the lead on that. But if you also know that transitions are hard for you and you turn into grumpy mama, let's name that and know that transitions are hard. It's like my son, I no longer get upset with him when he has you know, kind of misbehaves a little bit and acts out because it's a transition. We can prepare for that. I know that that's how he responds to to transitions. We're naming it. I'm anxious. I'm sad. I'm overwhelmed. We're being aware. And I also want to offer you another tool today. And if you want to grab a piece of paper and a pen, this is a great time to just take a couple of notes because I want to talk about responding to transitions in just a little bit of a different way. So when you have a moment of time, I know we don't always have moments alone, but maybe you're out taking a walk. I want you to think about what you do in those times of transition. And I want to talk about it in terms of how you orient to time. And so what I mean by that is when you have a few moments by yourself in the quiet, what are you thinking about? Are you thinking about the past And I always think about this in terms of, are you thinking about a past conversation? And it's like, I wish I had said this and I should have said this. And man, wouldn't it have been funny if I had had this little punchline? Then you're thinking about the past and how things happened in the past. None of these are bad or good. None of them are you know, better than the other. It's just how do I think in times when I have some time to process? Or do I think in the present, what's happening right now? I'm on a walk, there's flowers, the sun is shining, there's birds, oh, there's a dog coming at me. Am I thinking about the present? Am I thinking about what I'm doing right now? Or am I thinking about the future? What I'm going to do when I get home from the walk? Or a future conversation that I'm going to have? What would I like to say in that conversation? This is just a great way to be aware of how I respond to transitions. Am I thinking about the past and what I wish I was still doing? Am I thinking about this moment right now? 
Or am I thinking about the transition beyond in the future of where I want to be? And obviously you're, t- you're thinking about all these things all the time, but it's just one of those things like what do you, what does your mind naturally go to? What's the easiest way? What's the easiest path for you to think about? And this is a great time to be thinking about it as, as we're getting ready. School is starting in a couple weeks. Are you thinking about the summer still? Like what, what you did this summer, how, how, what that looked like, what you wished you would have done. Are you thinking about, oh, I only have two weeks left. Okay. Here's what am I going to do today to make the most of my day today? Or are you like, you know what? School's starting in two weeks. I need to start thinking about, you know, registering the kids and what kind of after school programs are they going to do? And what am I going to do for my business the next three months? You know, thinking in those terms helps a little bit too. For sure. So if you are this past thinker, then you do tend to to cling to the past. And again, that's not a bad thing. I love people who are past thinkers because it's not the way that I tend to think. These people are our memory keepers. They're the ones who say, remember when we did this? Remember when we went to the lake and this happened? And, and in my mind, I go, oh, I, I forgot about that because I don't think about the past. Right. And so being a past thinker is really, it can be a good thing. But it also can keep you stuck because you're always thinking about the past of what I was doing, what I wish I was still doing. Gosh, that was so fun. Or even that did not go well. The last time I launched was terrible. I'm stuck in that old way of thinking, that old launch, that it prevents me from thinking about the future and planning for what's ahead. And so if you are this past thinker, I do have a couple of ideas for you because we want to use that past thinking to help us start to transition into this new season that's coming. So one of the ways you can do this is to take time to journal, to actually write out those fun memories, to remember all of those things. Um, You can also take a walk and be thankful for those memories. But then you're going to have to take some time to purposefully outline What is it that lies ahead? Name this transition that it's hard for you or that you're excited and then plan what's coming in the future. You can do a power planning day. Go back to episode 22 and and go do a power planning day. You could hop on an empowerment call with us so we can help you outline your future, your next three to six months. You can also find a friend who is a future-oriented person and ask them to help you with your vision casting. We talk all the time about being in fellowship with other people, working with other people, drawing on them. You can use their strength of looking into the future to help you start planning ahead uh, to start looking ahead. And you're going to have to be more disciplined than maybe some of the other present and future thinkers. So you're just going to have to be more disciplined in that. And it's probably, it's probably something you struggle with. Planning Mm -hmm. is probably something you struggle with. If that's something you struggle with, you think, oh, I might be a past thinker. Well, then for sure doing a power planning day or just having a calendar out or doing some sort of future planning is going to be really helpful. We even have a guide um, on how to do power planning. So you can go back and listen to episode 22. It's in the show notes. And it's a download that helps you really do some future planning, which would be so helpful for you. Yes. And being really disciplined about that and intentional and 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 not looking at it as, oh, I have this weakness. It's just an right. opportunity to learn. Yeah. And do something new. So the next way that people orient to time is present oriented people. And I think these people can be very fun because they tend to be very focused on the here and now. They can be very spontaneous people. And I love these people because I struggle with that. You know, they're the ones that are like, let's go to the pool this afternoon. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. Okay. I could do that. Um, And so I love that. They're up for anything in the moment. They live Um, in the moment. That's right. But in transitions, 
the way that this can play out is that they avoid the reality of the current situation because they're just so focused on right now. And they can not really look back to learn from what they've learned in the past. And they're not really ready to plan for the future. There's there's no reflection and there's no planning. And so if you're present oriented, you might need to take some time to talk about what you're leaving behind and to face some of those emotions and really name this transition. And also name some of the emotions that you're feeling about moving into some this new season because you're you're going to want to just stay focused in the present and then you're going to also need to be disciplined about making a list of what you're going to need to tackle in the next couple of weeks and then putting it on the calendar so that when you're in that moment you go okay today is monday i need to get this done today and tomorrow I'm going to get that done. But having that plan so when you're in that moment, you're actually crossing those things off your list. And this person might have a little bit extra work to do because it might be helpful too to look back on where you've come, what you've done and moving forward. So Mm -hmm. these people have a little bit more of a challenge and they're the most fun to be around and they live in the moment. Yeah. It's just a great place to be because they're not as, I think these people are not a little more carefree. Yes. So they're not worried all the time which I wish I was that person because I feel like I worry about everything. I worry about the past, the present, the future, all the things. But these people just tend to be like, you know, uh, que sera, sera people, you know, which is is, uh, we need these people in our lives. But I think you have a little bit more work to do because – You have to look at the past and where you've come and then also plan for the future. And then the third way of thinking about time in transitions is being future oriented. And I will admit that I am 100% future oriented. It's not that I'm worried about the future. It's just that my most productive thinking happens when I think about what's coming in the future. I can make lists. I can plan. I can know how much time something's going to take. But that means I struggle with being in the present moment because I'm always thinking thinking about what's coming next. And in the past, I've struggled to reflect on the past because it's in the past. I'm not thinking about it. I'm on to the next thing. And again, all of these are great. Being a past thinker and holding the memories, that's awesome. Being the in the moment person and spontaneous and very present in the moment is is awesome. And being future oriented, we need people like me too, because I'm the one who says, hey, if we're going to have a party, we need to start planning now so that we can have fun in the future. Yeah. So we we have to be able to, as future thinkers, look to the past. What did I learn? What can I do better? What was fun? What did I enjoy? What do I want to take into the future? And also be very present with right now because I know that my energy sometimes can be very exhausting to people because I'm always on to the next thing and not really present with what's happening right now in this moment. And I'm super guilty of this too. I am very much a future thinker. I very much am 10 steps ahead. I like to have lists. I like to think about, well, how can we plan now for Christmas? You know, and people are like, Lisa, it's it's, it's July. July. And you're like, I know, but Christmas is coming, you guys. And I want want to be well prepared for it. Um, and I honestly think that most business owners fit into that category because I feel like we are, we're entrepreneurs, we're thinking about the business, we're thinking about ahead. You know, you as a business owner, you kind of have to be thinking those mm-hmm. ways in order to be growing and, and those kinds of things. So I'm, I'm, I'm guessing a good majority of the people who are listening right now probably feel like, yes, I'm a future thinker. 
And you really do have to be as a business owner. If this doesn't come naturally to you, it's a skill that you really do have to learn. I remember when I was an assistant principal and about February, March in the school year, the the work that I did really shifted. And I wasn't able to name what that was until a few years into doing the job. And it was that in that those months in, in February, March of the school year, there was a split that would happen where I was living in this school year. Mm-hmm. And I was already fully immersed in planning the next scheduling, yeah, hiring people, hiring yeah. people, calendars, event planning, you know, all of that had to start happening in February and March. And so I learned being an assistant principal how to do both, how yeah. to be fully present at the activity that I'm doing right now and already thinking about the next school year. And as business owners, we really, really have to be able to do that. And we have to look back and say, okay, we did this event last year. It didn't go well. What do we need to do better for the future? So it's that learning how to juggle all three, what happened in the past, what am I doing right now, and how am I planning for the future? And so in transitions, maximizing the season that we're in right now, transitioning from summer into the fall, we can identify which one of these we are and which one do we struggle with and what steps do you need to do today to help you in this transition to utilize the skill that you have? Which one of these orientation to time people are you and how can I maximize that? How can I find somebody who is different than me. And maybe we could, you know, get together for a power planning lunch and help each other out with the skills that were kind of underdeveloped for us. We're not lacking them. We just haven't practiced them. Yes, we're in this middle of transition right now, but you still have two, three, four weeks of right. summer. And so how do you make the most of this time and be and not just write it off? Like that's yes. what I want to encourage you guys right now is like, don't just be like, okay, I'm done. I'm just, I'm just going to start thinking about when school starts. Mm-mm. You need to finish well and make this, that's part of making this transition is okay. I know what's coming, but I also need to be in the present of where I'm at right now and making good decisions right now so that I can be successful when I move into the new one. But I really want to encourage you right now, maybe you just need to sit down and write down, okay, I want to do these four things before school starts, mm-hmm. you know, and that can help you tr- make the transition so that when school actually comes, because sometimes we spin our wheels. Yes. When you start a new when you're starting a new chapter, it can take you a couple weeks to get into that new chapter. So if you can be finishing this chapter and starting the new one and real that in between time just planning that so well so that when you move into when school starts you're like you hit the ground running. You are yes. ready to rock. Yes. Because there is a danger in wasting this time that yes. we are like, I, I'm overwhelmed by this transition. My kids are still home, but I'm trying to get started. I've had so much fun. It's been the best summer ever. And now my kids are going back to school or we're homeschooling or whatever that transition looks like. And then all of a sudden it's September 1st and we've wasted a month, six weeks, when we when we could have been doing something, maybe we weren't going to be at our max level of performance, mm-hmm. but we could have been doing something, but we just didn't because we got so overwhelmed in that transition time. Well, and how often we are, well, there's only two weeks left. Oh, I can't. It was a terrible summer. I didn't get anything done. Well, you still have time right now. You have two weeks. Like make a list of actionable goals, of things that you can actually achieve in those two weeks of like, Maybe even if it's just like, I'm going to get up by eight o'clock every morning for the next two weeks. I'm going to set that alarm. I'm going to make that goal. You know, and that's an easy one that you can do that when then when school starts, you have already 
you know, you're in that mode of getting up every morning. And so don't think of it as I've wasted my summer. Just be like, all right, how can I make the most of this summer before it ends so that when school starts, I'm ready to really hit the ground running? You can start today by just setting aside some time to think about all the fun you've had this summer Mm -hmm. and or maybe some of the disappointments you've had personally or in your business. You can write out what you've accomplished this summer in your business, and you can also celebrate maybe some of the things you let go of. Maybe you are a a once a week blogger, and in the summer, you only did once a month. Okay, then celebrate that. I took a little bit of time off. I'm getting my creative juices flowing again. We just talked about that in a previous episode. Celebrate that. Don't be hard on yourself. And now start making that plan to amp up so that you can get back into that once a week blogging. And then you can start thinking about in the coming weeks, what's happening and what can I actually accomplish? What work do I need to do? And how am I going to step into August with that fresh start so that I can be ready to get back into my business, to get going and to feel good about the summer that I had. And I'm really excited. The month, spoiler alert, the month of August, we are going to be talking about kind of a reset and like how I talked about when I reset when school started a few few, few weeks ago, I talked about when I went for walks every day and like I had all these goals. It was almost like a new year's resolution for me mm-hmm. because The start of school is kind of like a new year, and it's a great time to start implementing some new goals, some new habits, whatever. And so the month of August, we're going to be talking about kind of starting off again and and treating it almost like a new year and how when there's not as much pressure as like a New Year's resolution, you can almost really get so much done. And so I'm really excited about those episodes that are going to be coming up in the next couple of weeks. Like you said, Lisa this transition time is less pressure than the start of the year. And there is something about having less time only having three or four months till the end of the year instead of having a full 12 months. We actually get more done because there's this almost little bit of a pressure cooker. There, there's only so much time left in the year. And so how do we right now at the end of July, beginning of August, start transitioning into that mode, gearing back up to it, knowing how we transition, naming the transition that we're in, what we're feeling and how we're responding to that so that we have a longer runway so that it isn't just this like hard stop, you know, screeching to a halt. And then all of a sudden we're, we're pressing the gas pedal and going zero to 100, you know, on a certain day. How do we, how do we make that smoother? So I hope that this has been encouraging to you. If you are thinking, Hey, Sarah and Lisa, I am just in this season of, I don't know what to do in my business and starting the new year for the school year in my business is overwhelming. Hop on an empowerment call. This is a great time to invest some time with us so that we can speak into your business, get a plan going so you can actually hit your goals this fall, make some money in your business, make that progress. Let us help you with that. Hop on the call. The link is in the show notes. We love helping people do that. And we have heard so much feedback that it is just such a powerful thing to have somebody else. How often as a business owner, Sarah, do you just wish somebody be like, here's what you need to do today? Right. Yes. 100%. <laughs> yes. I wish just that. tell and me. We, we do that for you is that in that we're able to look at your business and say, here's the things that you need to do by the end of the year. And it's just going to be so helpful. So hop on that empowerment call link in show notes. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have a great end of your summer an awesome transition. And you can look back in a month and go, wow, that was actually really fun. Have a great week. Thanks for joining us for today's breakdown. If this episode has empowered you, please leave a review and share with a fellow CEO. Remember, you are the expert of your business, so break it down your way.